Hello, podcast fam. We're back in beautiful Shakopee, Minnesota at Friendship Church Studios. Thanks for engaging with us. Today, we're going to discuss a forgotten resource called the Didache. I'm here with Pastor Joel Farber, inviting you to grab some coffee, buckle up, and enjoy the ride on this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, church fam. Say, spring has sprung, and as we get to hear the chirping of the birds and warmer temperature, we are also reminded of new life during this season. That leads us to a joyful and exciting celebration of Easter. As you may know, Easter falls on Sunday, April 4th this year, with Good Friday and April 2nd. With that in mind, we want to invite you to our Good Friday service at 7 p.m. in Shakopee and our Easter Resurrection service on both campuses at 9 and 1045 the Sunday following. See you there. Hey, thanks for joining in. We are super excited about the topic today, but before we get there, Pastor Joel, I... I've been thinking it's been a while since we've done an episode of This World is Crazy. Oh, yeah. Hey, This World is Crazy. And I, I've been thinking about history. You know, we, usually when we do this episode, we're we're talking about like current topics in the news. But it turns out that the world's always been crazy. Yeah, there's, there's always been crazy stuff going on. I am proof of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are your words, not mine, Joel. I love you. You were you were designed on purpose, my man. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, but I, I so one of the things that came to my mind is I got this um, information. You know how it's like a hundred years ago today this happened, and uh, so I got. I got one of those. A hundred yep. years ago, this is what was going on. And here are just a few highlights from a hundred years ago. And maybe maybe you have some other stuff, but I, I just want to highlight a few. Let's hear it. Okay, here's one. Albert Einstein was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in physics a hundred years ago. Uh, that's pretty interesting. That, yeah. That's a little bit crazy. You know, you think of Albert Einstein uh, more as like a World War II-ish time frame. Really? I do. I mean, anytime I see Albert Einstein, I just see black and white photos of a man <laughs> with crazy hair, right? Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy because it was so long ago? Yeah. That's where you're going? Well, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Seuss, he started at Dartmouth 100 years ago. Really? Yeah. It's okay. Crazy. So why are his books all crazy? Ivy League. Yeah. That's why. Do we know any other Ivy League say, people? Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Matt Claus. Yeah. And yeah. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you have to go back. <laughs> That's a, a good one. A handful. That's a good one. And a great reminder. Amelia Earhart takes her first flying lesson 100 years ago. Really? Yeah. It's crazy stuff. That is crazy. 
That's crazy. You said you had some stuff. What do you have that's crazy from the past? Well, I did, yeah. So, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with things that happen today. You know how, like, this craze that women do when they're pregnant and they're like, I want to know if I'm having a baby that's a boy or a girl. And so, like, yeah. one of the things they do is, I don't remember if this is exactly, but, like, you pull out a piece of your hair and then you string your ring on it and then you kind of twirl it around your belly. What? And if it spins in a certain shape or something, it's a boy. Otherwise, it's oh, a girl. Things like that. Wow. Right? Well, okay, okay. So women, they're clearly crazy now. We know that as men, right? We we know that doing that is crazy. Okay. Not that. Okay. okay. Yeah. We're I, about I get to get it. in trouble. You're we leaving might. me to get in trouble by myself. <laughs> well, okay. So women did this thing called ring turning back in the late 1800s. Okay. Basically, they would go up to random people, men that were wearing ring, rings. Okay. And they would reach out and turn their ring on their finger a couple of times. Okay. And they do that across a number of people. And I think the number they had to get to was 24 ring turns. 24 ring turns. Okay. And then they would go find a married person and turn their ring twi- twice. Okay. After that, the next man who shook hands with them. Single man. Single man uh-huh. yeah, would be their husband. What? Yeah. I don't know how successful it was or not, but <laughs> there's, you know, at one point it was so crazy that some establishment in New York had to put out a warning that says any employee caught practicing the ring turning business will be immediately discharged. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that, crazy. That would make you walk around with your hands in your pocket. Yeah. Oh, no. Here comes Mildred. Yeah. I'm not shaking her hand. <laughs> yeah, wow. Stay away. Oh, this world's crazy. Goodness. Joel, I know that this world is crazy and perhaps always has has been but but god is good god, god is, good. is good yes well thanks for that uh joel i i i've had a very uh, a fairly large library of books that i've collected through the years of a variety of things and and especially on things like christian living and um uh, you know how how to follow jesus how to be a better disciple those those types of things do you do you get those kind of books? Is that something you regularly get? I got one a couple of weeks ago from one of our lead pastors here at Friendship Church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We we get those kind of things from time to time. It's yeah. of interest. We want to grow in the Lord. And, and so as I was talking earlier about history, I thought, you know, what did the... What did the ancient church used to do? Uh, oftentimes in Christianity, we... Um, I don't know. It's like, okay, the church exists right now. And then we sometimes reference the Bible Hmm. for like the genesis of church. But there's 2,000 years worth of church history that has happened. And it, it, in my opinion, it may be foolish of us to not reference that on a regular basis. That's, uh, you know, our last podcast, we talked about St. Patrick Mm -hmm. uh, for kind of similar reasons. Watching, reading through what St. Patrick went through and recognizing God's work in St. Patrick's life, it does affect us and maybe helps us with mm, some some decision-making things as we line it up with Scripture. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, at any rate, um, there has been reference throughout church history of a thing called the teaching of the Twelve. 
a little over 100 years ago, actually closer to 140, 150 years ago now, in Turkey, they actually found this thing called the Teaching of the Twelve. Hmm. Yeah, it's called the Didache. And the Didache, like I said, has been referenced throughout church history, especially the early church history, and was lost for a long time. Now, here, here's the issue, Joel, and, and check this out with me. So Christianity started in Judaism, right? So uh, Jesus, obviously a Jewish man, it started as a Jewish movement. Mm -hmm. And then it went into the Roman Empire, and non-Jews, non-Jewish people— The Gentiles. The Gentiles, exactly, started to— um, get saved. They said, "Well, you know what? That applies to me, and I, I want my soul saved. I right. like I, I recognize I'm a sinner and in need of a savior." And they were convinced, and and they got saved. So here's here's the issue. The the Jewish culture would memorize the Old Testament, what we would call the Old Testament. Uh, they would memorize that. They would also memorize the oral Torah, which is like a commentary on the hmm. Old Testament. And and that was a part of, of what they did growing up. And then they also, within their families and within their communities, and uh, eventually with the Pharisees and uh, a, a branch of the Pharisees that we would call the rabbis, um, they learned how to practice those laws that were given. Um, for example, how do you how do you um, know how to practice um, honoring the Sabbath? Well, well, that's an abstract term. Hmm. But there were a group of people who said, "Well, here's how you can practice that concretely." So in the Jewish communities, they would grow up learning how to practice that concretely. So when they're in their twenties and thirties, they know what that means. It's like old hat kind right. of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So now imagine there's a group of people who are the foundation of the church and they have that much background and understanding and common language and common practice. But people from outside of uh, that, that community right. are getting saved. And in some cases, previously worshiping other gods, yeah. in some cases, uh, calling things that uh, that the the early church would call uh, bad, the cultures outside of that early church were calling good. Right. right, right. So they're coming in from a culture like that, and they're they're uh, engaging in the church and they're worshiping, and they're saying, "Wait a minute, this call to discipleship is for all of us, and I I need to be a disciple. Mm. How do I do that?" When I don't share a common language, uh, or, or at least common vocabulary, right? Uh, when I don't share common cultural norms, yep. how do I become a disciple? So that was something that that the disciples early on recognized, and they started to teach the early church. Hmm. The church fathers, within about a hundred years, wrote it down. So earlier I referenced we write these books or we, we read these books. I have a library of books uh, that like this is how you follow Jesus and this is <laughs> – and, and those are important and good, but that's been happening since the very beginning. It makes sense for us to reference that. Right. Right? I, before I go any further, uh, d does this make sense? Do you have any thoughts or comments, Joel? It does. Yeah. 
yeah. we can learn from, I mean, Friendship Church can learn from Friendship Church last year. Right. right. And <laughs> yeah, I right. mean, like, if we're ever faced with the pandemic again, Friendship Church is going to learn from COVID-19 <laughs> Friendship Church and we'll do things good the right way the first time, you know? Yeah, like that's right. We, we have that to learn from. But then not right. only that, like, you can even go back just the 1950s, like, church was vastly different. Yeah. Churches were vastly smaller. Right. You know, and there are things we can learn from or glean from uh, the things they did in, you know... Absolutely. Things that they did 100 years ago in church aren't bad today. Right. Uh, they might not be culturally appropriate or the same. Yep. Yep. But right. you, you can always learn from it and bring it back to our future context. Right. Right. Or yeah. No, context. you're right on. You're right on. Man, that's good. I, as I was thinking about uh, the Didache in particular, uh, I, w- I was thinking, you know, I, I uh, we recently uh, went through Crazy Love by Francis, Francis Chan again and it was really good. And I thought, man, I, I, I paid for this book and read this book and really absorbed it. So why would I not go back to the early church and see what they, mm. what they did? Well, here was the problem in the early church. Because of all of those barriers, they weren't starting on the same page. So they had to really go, what is the essence of who we are as followers of Christ? And how do we get that into the heart of of our people. Yeah. And, and I love it. So they came up with the teachings of the 12 and uh, that we call the Didache or that's referred to as the Didache. And I just, I, do you mind if I read just a little bit of it? Is that what Didache means? 12? By that chance? Teaching. Teaching? Yep. Didache okay. is teaching. Yep. So uh, here it is. Uh, I'm 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 looking at a, a text of, of the Didache and this is updated language. Um, But it says this, there are two ways, one of life and one of death. Between the two ways, there is a great difference. So already we're starting with this idea that uh, there are two ways of life. You can choose life or you can choose death. Discipleship is a purposeful choice to choose life. Yeah. So far, so good. Yep. Now, listen to this. This is really the first statement uh, the first paragraph that is that is uh, teaching-oriented. And it says this, Now this is the way of life. First, you must love God who made you. So just again, you weren't created by accident. You're not a, a cosmic mistake. There is a God, and he created you. You are to love him. Makes sense. Second, love your neighbor as yourself. Then it says, whatever... You want people to refrain from doing to you, you must not do to them. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Sounds a little, it's not bad. It's just right. a little different. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking of when you say that, Joel? I'm thinking of the golden rule. Yeah. Well, the anti, the opposite. The inverse, the ad- adverse. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the the negative side of it. Jesus right. takes it the golden rule and right. and it's a positive presentation. Right. And here there's a negative presentation. Right. right. Yeah. Do unto others as you would wish that they do to you. Yeah. Or Matthew seven twelve says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. Yeah. Yep. That so Jesus takes it and he's positive. But remember, Jesus is in a culture where they're all speaking the same language, where they're saying, 
they've all agreed this is good and this is bad. Now, the way that that practically came out didn't always jive, right? Mm. But at least in terms of their language. So now imagine, you know, I think of, for example, uh, the Roman Empire that communicated to the people that they they had to say that Caesar is Lord. You had to take an oath annually mm-hmm. to say that Caesar is Lord. And the Roman Empire said that that was good um, as a small piece. Okay, so that, but that's not good. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. You go up into Corinth and the vile practices of Corinth would have been communicated as good. So it's like... Uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, if you have a Corinth mindset, right. that could be perverted. Right. That, that could be really bad. Yep. So so for for someone who is new in Christ, who doesn't have the language down, who doesn't have the um the culture down, they're saying, okay, wait a minute. Before we say go and do these things, let's start with don't do these things. Right. Let's let's start with if you don't want someone to treat you that way, then don't treat them that way. Yeah, I, I, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, from from here there there are some other specifics. For example, uh, bless those who curse you. Now, one one of the commentaries, and and you were referencing that book that was given to you earlier. That um, I think it's called the Two Ways. And, but at any rate. The, in the commentary of that, it talks about uh, how that was practiced. Bless those who curse you. Uh, those are words. And the way that it was practiced, so the, the teachers were teaching their students, do not say bad things about people. Uh, it's kind of like the, the old adage of, uh, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And... Uh, but that that was a little bit the point, you know, mm-hmm. because once you get into that negative piece, you're always going to be that negative piece. But the early right. disciples said, hey, a way of life in part is the words that we speak. Right. And it, and at least to them here in that first chapter, it's beginning with the words they speak. Love God, love your neighbor. How do you do that? Well, let's start with our words. Yep. Okay. Uh, Jesus says it this way, out of the heart... Uh, or yeah, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. Um, so he's he trying to get that that goodness out of there. And I, I just I don't know. I am utterly fascinated with the Didache and and looking back at history and the men and women who who initially dealt with it. I mean, you know, one of one of the popular phrases that we are addressing uh, now in our culture is diversity, and. And diversity can mean a lot of things, but one of the things it can also mean is that we're not saying the same things or mm-hmm. that we're not necessarily holding the same cultural values. Right. So when we're when we're discipling in a diverse community, we can look back to a history that already tells us how to do that. Right. I, I think that's phenomenal. I personally didn't grow up in a in a church setting the way many people did. Mm-hmm. So so when I got saved later in life and people were having, you know, they were saying like, oh yeah, you know, in in my faith journey, uh, I had to, you know, I had to live out this sanctification this way. I was like, 
what are you talking about? I have no idea. Sanctified what? Faith, faith journey. Like, did you get in your car and go somewhere? What are you even talking about? And it's the road to Hana. <laughs> yeah, right. This, but it, uh, it's getting back on the same page. I think it's a it's a big deal. I want to encourage you as uh, as listeners to really really think through your own discipleship and and the purposeful nature of discipleship are are we really getting to that um I don't, uh, that transformed life mm-hmm. and if so how are we doing it for the early church they ha- they were listening to the disciples who were giving instructions on how to practically live it out mm-hmm. and and I've been challenged by that Joel to like practically, how am I living that out? You know what? One of the first things I can do is, uh, if I don't have anything good to say, <laughs> don't say anything. Right. Bless those who curse me. Um, that that that's a big piece. I think that's you know, <laughs> if, if you're kind of sitting there and you're like, I don't know, you know, how to start with discipleship, or I don't have a discipler. It's like, well, the first thing you can you can do is just be willing to be subject to to not saying anything negative. Like if you just look inwardly for for a moment and just say, you know, okay, in the past day, how have my words been? Yeah. And like, am I, am I, do, do I, t- do I lean negative or do I lean in the positive route? And, right. and, and just start practicing that and practicing that filter because in this day, yeah. it's super easy to lean negative. And especially with like social media and all that junk, yeah. it's so easy to have that online persona that's putting out all this negativity. Yeah. Why not flip it? Put out the positivity, you know, stop complaining about the world and what it looks like right now and start like talking about Jesus online right. or whatever it is. Uh, man, if you could just just hold yourself accountable. That's a great that's a great point and a great way to start. I you know as you were saying that are do we lean negative or positive? I I was think my my initial thought the, this true true story, true story. My initial thought when you said that was uh I'm not as bad as mm-hmm. you know compared to yep. I and and it reminded me um recently I bought a bunch of new white shirts. Um, I, I just love to do that yep, from time some to time. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. So soft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I got my new white ones, and I held it next to my old white ones, yep. and my old white ones weren't as white as I thought they were. Right? They, they had they they had changed. Th- those are to be used for staining. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I think I think our hearts can be like that too. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, I'm not as bad as so and so. I compared to this person, well, right. I'm really positive. Yeah, but that's that's not the standard, right? And so, thank you for that. That's a great reminder. I'm, I'm going to practice that. Hold me accountable to that when you hear me. All right. Uh, when you hear me talking, so yeah. Ask me about it, would you? Well, and I, the one thing I thought of too when you mentioned that, the first thing that comes after you know negativity is comparison, usually. Yeah. Right. It's easy to become negative. It's even easier to become negative about other people. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just hang those up on the hat rack for a while and focus inwardly. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, Joel, thank you. Thanks for your insight and wisdom. Appreciate you, brother. And I want to thank you for joining in and engaging. And uh, this topic of discipleship is one that uh, we have to keep it right in front of us, uh, not 
not letting it get to the back burner, but keeping it right in front of us always. It's, it's such an important topic. As we go from this place, I want to encourage you to love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Discipleship is an important priority for the follower of Jesus. It's important that we take it seriously and engage. One of the reasons that we have the gospel available today is that a group of people throughout history have made discipleship a priority, and they passed it on to their family, friends, as well as the next generation. We recognize that discipleship is difficult, and it does take time, and we also recognize that it's worth it. Please let us know how you are engaging in purposeful discipleship. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church Podcast.